Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. Then he starts to bite me and like sort of choke me a bit. And I, I started to panic and I had my, my knife on me that I was cutting the plastic with, so I just started stabbing him. Developing right now an 18-year-old young man talking about how 28-year-old Anison Joseph attacked him near his Delray Beach home. Palm Beach County Sheriff's deputies say Anison attacked at least one other person. He was later shot by PBSO deputies and died at Delray Medical Center. We're learning more about who Anison Joseph was. Our search into his background shows no criminal history for the 28-year-old West Palm Beach man. And state records show connections to two businesses, nightlife, university parties, and West Coast Taxi. Only on five exclusive video of sheriff's deputies tasing Anison Joseph and shooting at him three times. Tonight we are hearing from the man who recorded it all. News Channel 5's Brian Anton begins our team coverage with that witness's story and a view you'll see only on five. Brian. The man was on his way home into this development, Kelly, and used his cell phone to record the video. He says... He saw the attacker right in that area over there acting in his words like an animal. And he says the deputies looked terrified. This is cell phone video Robert Friskney took last night. You can see the suspect running naked toward the officers and Robert. Uh, The cops were trying to subdue him. They were trying to get him to, to calm down. And they were you know, wedging him back almost into a corner. And uh, he, he just began to growl, began to become very uh, aggressive. And he uh, eventually lunged towards one of the officers. Just moments later, you hear the gunshots. Robert says before this, the man even tried to grab one of the deputy's legs. After he lunged, I heard two gunshots and I heard the taser go off, but uh, the, the taser missed the, uh, the, the guy. You can hear the man after getting shot making noises on the ground and moving around. Yeah, actually, I believe it is. Look, there's blood on him. Just minutes before this, investigators say he attacked this teenager, biting him in the face. I can say from personal experience, if this guy can take a couple stab wounds, a couple gunshots, and still kind of move and try to hurt people, I think, you know, they did what they had to do to protect everybody. Everyone I talked to encountered the suspect, says he was acting like an animal, even growling. Robert was just 30 feet away, and he says the deputies looked frightened. There were no high fives by the cops. Um, They didn't want to see this happen. They didn't want it to end the way that it did. 
Uh, it was very clear from the video, from watching their expressions, uh, they were terrified. Octu said the suspect appeared to be on some kind of drugs. That teenager in the story is shaken up but is going to be okay. And I just learned from my colleague, the 66-year-old retired police officer who was also attacked, is now home from the hospital. He is very beaten up and bruised, but he also is expected to be okay. Hello, my Demon Insiders, and welcome back to our show. Today we're going to be talking about Ennison Joseph. Anderson Joseph was 28 years old, college student, uh, had some jobs, uh, some uh, businesses that he owned, of course, entertainment, uh, and he was doing quite well for himself, in a sense, I mean, he was doing what he wanted, of course, he felt like he was a burden to his family, because he was staying with his sister at the time. So what we do know about Anderson Joseph is that he went and dropped off his sister at work at Delray Medical Center. But he left her car sitting in the parking lot. So he drops her off, drives away. She goes inside, but he leaves the car in the parking lot. No one knows what happened immediately after that, though. What is known is that Joseph found his first victim about an hour later and was shot 45 minutes after that. So from where he was at to his first victims, it was three and a half miles. And we're talking in a matter of 45 minutes. So naked, because the clothes never found his clothes. And running had to be for three miles, 45 minutes. That's pretty extraordinary, I would think. So what happened in the 45 minutes before he was shot, he had beaten a retired cop, bitten a teenager's face, and apparently choosing his victims at random. When the deputies found him, he was speaking incomprehensibly, holding something metallic in his hand, flexing his muscles, and moving from side to side. He looked one of the deputies later, he looked, one of the deputies later said, like a demon. This is one of the officers, one of the deputies said he looked like a demon. The deputies, one armed, the deputies, armed with tasers and with guns, there was three of them. And you heard what happened on the video that the man uh, was videotaping, and it is on uh, YouTube. But they shot him three times when he started to attack them. The deputies were so scared and felt their lives were in danger that they ended up shooting him. One of the officers said, I'm like, this guy's coming to kill me. Bang, bang, and that, he was down. So, Anderson Joseph's family was really upset 
to say the least. Instead of the police de-escalating the situation, they chose deadly force. Now, here's the situation that I'm in. Because we are looking for the demon inside. And Annis and Joseph showed the same symptoms that Rudy Eugene had, that Austin Haroff had. I mean, if you really look at this case, it almost seems like the same thing. The guy's naked, growling, fighting, looked like a demon. And of course, like everything else, a toxicology report showed Joseph had no alcohol or drugs in his system, aside from seizure medication. That was straight from the medical examiner. But he says it did not explain his erratic behavior. So Deputy Jesus Puyol, the unarmed deputy at the scene of the fatal exchange, told investigators Joseph looked like a demon, saying there was no real other way to describe it. I'm like, this guy is either, you know, mentally going through something serious right now, or on drugs, he said, according to the report. I mean, his eyes were as big. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. That's what one of the officers said. So again, we talk about the demon inside. They got into Austin Haroff. They got into Rudy Eugene and now Annis and Joseph. And the thing is, is that these demons don't care who you are, don't care what you're doing, and don't even ask permission. They just jump in. So, again, we're talking about superhuman strength. We're talking about acting like an animal, eyes wide. And the officers felt like their lives were in danger. And there was three of them. And they were armed. Two officers were armed, one officer with a taser. And they felt like their lives were in danger because Anison Joseph was trying to attack him. So with this, his sister, who didn't know anything, by the way, of what was going on, she found out early in the morning after her shift at the hospital because one of the security guards came and told her that she needed to move her car. It was blocking, uh, it was blocking people and um, it had hazard lights on and it, there was nothing wrong with the car. So whatever happened to him happened right there before he even got back on the street. She says that they were talking, everything was great. And then he changed. They still hadn't found his clothes. They don't know where he was at, where his clothes were at. So who knows how far he was running. 
So, after this hit the news, Anderson Joseph's family couldn't understand what happened. Couldn't understand why the police didn't try to save him. Didn't understand why the police shot him and killed him. This was a happy college guy that was loved by everybody. As a matter of fact, one of the interviews is his friends that all came together to talk about him in the most positive way possible. I'm going to play you that right now. We begin tonight with new details about the rampaging man shot and killed by deputies in Delray Beach in a conflict caught on camera. Good evening. I'm Todd McDermott. And I'm Tiffany Kenny. Thank you for joining us tonight. The friends who knew the suspect for years are talking for the first time about the man they knew. Ari Heights live at the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office with his exclusive story tonight. Ari? Yeah, still a lot unknown about this case. Investigators here with the Sheriff's Office have not yet released the names of the deputies involved. Still not clear what caused this violence to begin with. But the friends of Anison Joseph tell me what really is not known about this case is who Anison Joseph really is. This is how most of South Florida was introduced to Anison Joseph Monday night. He's known as the naked guy who attacked two people in Delray Beach before sheriff's deputies shot and killed him. Anison Joseph has been called a monster and an animal. Sally Guanda contacted us to tell us that is not Anison Joseph. He's an amazing person. There's not one person that I can think of that had any problem with him. Wanda talked about Joseph's energy and positive outlook. She asked if I wanted to talk to some of his other friends, and I agreed. Within an hour, this happened. Dozens of people crammed into a tiny room to share their love for Addison Joseph. It would have been more, ten times more, if, you know, a day later, you know. That just shows that how great of a person he really was. We call him Eno for short. He was a... Uh... Life of the party. He was the he was the guy that made everybody laugh. Everybody knew Anderson by his laugh. You know, everybody knew Anderson's laugh. And that's why this group is so shocked by what happened, so confused about how Anno died. They say he had a love of life, a future as a videographer. They just can't connect their Anno with the man at the center of the violence Monday night. As hungry as he was, a go-getter, a young kid with dreams and goals, and actually wanted to achieve them. You know, he was honestly the. Greatest guy I've ever met in my life. We have to do what we have to do to make sure everybody knows who the real him was, and we will do that. And it wasn't just the people in that room tonight. I got phone calls from all over the country tonight people from Washington State, people from Ohio, all of them saying how great NO actually was. What nobody can explain, though, is why what happened Monday, Monday night actually happened. We're live tonight at the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office, Ari Height, WPBF 25 News. So we got to take this little by little. He was 28 years old. This was way past the um, time frame that people start showing signs of schizophrenia or bipolar or whatever the case may be. And he displayed the same symptoms again. And it's just amazing that all of these three and, and more have been in Florida. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. 
Welcome back to The Demon Inside. So, for me, that means that the demon Wasiki is the demon that's been uh, controlling these guys. The demon Wasiki is a half-aquatic, half-demon. And with Florida being where it's at and all the weird crimes that go on in Florida, I, I believe that Florida might be a hub for demons are an open portal to hell maybe and I think when these demons come out they start spreading and they start going to other places and doing horrible things so again like I said when I do these shows I do the logical medical and spiritual and logical is how do you figure a man getting naked trying to bite off the face of anybody attacking officers that are armed and in this time of age you know I would think that people would be more in fear of losing their life to a police officer. It's scary to think that was this guy trying to kill himself? Suicide by cop? He had keys in his hands. Come on. You can't tell me that the police officers thought it was a gun or a knife or something like that. You can't tell me that. Because you can see. And I don't care if people say that it might have been dark. The police have the lights that are brighter than daylight. You can see everything. What these police officers saw was, plain and simple, a demon. Like they said, wild-eyed, growling like an animal, attacking them with guns at the ready. This poor guy, Anison Joseph, was possessed by the demon Wasiki. And just to give you a little bit further in a Every two years, this happened. In 2012, it was Rudy Eugene. In 2014, it was Austin Haroff. In 2016, it was Anderson Joseph. So why every two years? Is this thing like let loose every two years to do something like this or is the uh, gates open every two years to let out something else so the logical of course for me there's no way nobody in their right mind would do what Anderson Joseph did so he wasn't in his right mind how about medical 
Did he have a nervous breakdown? Did he all of a sudden have schizophrenia? This isn't schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is when you see three... When you see delusions. When you think people are following you. When you're in fear of your life. This guy wasn't in fear of his life. He was being the aggressor. He was growling. He was barking. He was coying after people. He was biting at people's faces. So I did this one, Anison Joseph, because I had seen it along with the other two. And it just kind of felt like I needed to do this one. I felt so bad for his family, who was really trying to understand what happened. And you can't tell the family, hey, he was possessed, because people wouldn't understand that. You can't go up to somebody and say, oh, your son was possessed, because the thing is, is that the first thought that come to their head was, he would go to church. He was a religious person, just like everybody else has been. They can't comprehend that something would jump inside his body and take over. And even if it was just for a few hours, even if it's for five minutes, look at what happens to some of these people that freak out and within five minutes they kill somebody. Changes their whole life forever. Don't you think that's what a demon wants? A demon wants to change somebody's life forever. And not just their life, but everybody else's life along the way. This kid that was attacked, he's always going to be afraid. This uh, police officer, retired, is never going to forget. And especially the three police officers that saw this poor guy die. Even the guy that recorded this, he was freaking out. And now everybody that I'm telling on, on this story, you should be worried. You should be scared. Because, like I said, it's no longer about accepting something men. It's about something taking over just because it wants to. And it's making us do things that we would never do in real life. We would never do. So, logically, no. Medically, no way. He wasn't on drugs. He had take, taken some pills for anti-seizure medicine, but it wouldn't have made him do this. The only thing it could be is the demon. So, thanks for listening. Uh, next week, I will have a new one, hopefully within a couple of days. And... To you, everybody listening, you guys be safe. Be careful out there.
Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time. If I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Keyes.